0: Blog Talk Radio. Sports with the Stat Man is on the air. Welcome to Sports with the Stat Man on blogtalkradio.com. I'm your host, George Ethopoulos, the Stat Man, on a Saturday morning, the 1st of July, 2017. It is 10 a.m. in the east. We are live on Blog Talk Radio, coming to you from our authentic imitation home studios in northern New Jersey. We're going to be with you for the next 45 minutes, so sit back and enjoy. So take you through the world of sports good Saturday morning out there everybody welcome to July and we are in the uh, middle of the summer now The midsummer classic coming up in a couple of weeks in Miami the all-star game we went through our ballot a few weeks ago voting has ended and we'll find out who the uh, players are and of course the final vote coming up uh, this week for the uh, the last guy on the bench the most deserving uh, hopefully and uh, we will find out we should find out i believe tomorrow on when the, on who those players are usually a selection show nowadays on uh, uh on tv so we'll uh we'll find out fourth of july of course coming up with a uh, with a nice big uh um bunch of day games early in the week monday afternoon and of course uh tuesday independence day uh with some uh, some big games so uh, should be uh, a lot of fun. Hope you're uh, enjoying the weather. Hope it's not too humid for you as we uh, get set for Week 14 in Fantasy Baseball, closing up Week 13 tomorrow. And a um, couple of uh, good pitching performances yesterday with uh, Mike fulton going through eight innings of no-hit ball. Also, uh, no-hit bids put in through at least five innings from uh, Jacob DeGrom of the Mets against the Phillies and, and Scott Feldman uh, of Cincinnati. So uh, pitching ruling the day, but home runs also ruling the day because the uh, Major League Baseball set a record, a Major League record for most home runs in a month. I believe it was uh, 1,070 heading into last night's games, uh, which were the final games of the month. And because it's the first episode of the month, that uh, means it is time for our all Stat Man team for the month of June. So we're going to have that for you, and we'll lead off with that. And then we'll take a look at the weekly best of week 13, and ahead to week 14, injuries, hot pickups, pitching notes, hitting notes. And uh, we will uh, we will leave it there. First, uh, from a programming standpoint, now that we're in the second half of the year in the month of July, you know what that means. It means that uh, fantasy football is right around the corner, and we are going to uh, start our fantasy football preview uh, most likely, with the last episode of the week i haven 't worked out which which positions uh, you know how, how many how many uh preview episodes we're going to need uh, but usually, we start with quarterbacks, go to running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, uh, kickers and defense and special teams are kind of a fifth episode altogether, and then a sixth episode which is the finale so usually we start in the last week of July, last weekend of July, and finish in the first weekend of September with our finale. So that means July 29th will be our first episode of our 2017 Statman uh, football preview, fantasy football preview, so we hope you tune in for all that. But that's still four weeks away. We have baseball and nothing but baseball between now and then. Of course, in the sports world, today is the beginning of free agency. It is free agent frenzy, hockey Christmas as we like to call it. Starting at noon, so if you uh, if you're by a TV, you got nothing else going on, go to NHL Network and watch as free agents sign on the dotted line and see if your team gets anybody. The uh, the rumors are swirling. Anything that you've read over the last week is rumor. It's not official yet, um, but uh, teams can could have start started talking to players about a week ago, but it looks like. The Rangers are trying to be fiscally responsible. The Flyers look like they made a good deal, getting Brian Elliott, former Calgary Flames, St. Louis Blue, to come in and kind of take the spot that Steve Mason had taken. Uh, Steve Mason rumored to be going to Winnipeg. Uh, The Islanders are kicking the tires on Justin Williams, uh, the former Capital, of course, uh, Flyer, Carolina Hurricane, L.A. King, Mister Game Seven, and the Islanders need a player who can win in Game Seven. Um but that uh, that would be interesting after making that trade for Jordan Eberle. The Islanders um have it and have an improved forward core, but they need to improve it a little more. Uh nothing really going on with the uh Bruins or the Devils, at least the latest from what I've seen, but sit tight. You know, the first couple of days of free agency is always the craziest. So get your trade tracker ready and watch NHL Network noon Eastern. That is when the deals will start going public. So you'll want to find out about that. But other than that, the month of July belongs to baseball with the All-Star Game, the Home Run Derby, and all that good stuff in a little over a week. And we'll try and get you through to get ready for week number 14. A programming note, not only with our fantasy football, but also – uh, with our long-awaited uh, gaming program, which uh, we want to call This Week in Simulated Sports uh, or Simulation Sports or Sim Sports, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we, of course, this show is This Week in Fantasy Sports, so This Week in Sim Sports would make sense as well. Uh, we are looking to launch a couple of different sims. Last year, we tried to do our daily MLB League, which we want to try and bring up again. We tried to do it in real time, We are going to do it now, with obviously with a three month delay, as we have a league almost ready to go, matching transaction by transaction, matching each starting pitcher on the day that they pitch. Uh, Of course, uh, injuries will, uh, real injuries will will mean the player is not eligible to play in that game on that uh, on that day in the simulation. The lineups are not going to be exact because that would take way too long. But the 25-man rosters will be exact game to game. Uh, so we'll see how uh, how it reacts. So we, now that we have kind of a half season of of data to go off of, um, you know, it, it, it's a good time to kind of start back in April. And, uh, you know, with, with the simulation, we'll try and go as fast as we can, and we'll have updates on a weekly basis. Now, the idea is to have a show on, on Twitch where we may actually – uh, play out uh, a couple of games every week. Uh, play out computer versus computer, and kind of give you the play by play and kind of take the take the pulse of the state of the league um, on a on a weekly basis uh, a week of real time, no matter how far we get in the simulation i'm thinking of rotating that with a couple of leagues, so not only the daily MLB or DMLB as we call it. Uh, but also starting a league at the very beginning of professional baseball with real players but fake teams and kind of see where that goes as kind of an alternative reality, Uh, calling that the North America Alliance. That's another option. Not sure uh, how much we can do or how far we will get, but these are just ideas. Uh, Another one is uh, a league that I like to call the Field of Dreams, which the player, basically uh, the idea for that one is it would start in 1901 and the player pool would completely be made up of deceased baseball players at that point in time. So the only players that can play in that league were players who had deceased prior to the 1901 season. And those players would be drafted by teams and play games, similar to the Field of Dreams concept where players die and go to Iowa. So, and, and that would continue through uh, each year. So that is another, uh, another idea. Uh, so that, th- those are a couple of uh, possibilities. Others um, in the works as well, just kind of thoughts. If you have any thoughts of a league that you would like to see simulated, uh, maybe a what-if scenario or, or what have you, maybe uh, players that have to stay within their own territory. Um, so, in other words, Tom Seaver would have to play in the San Francisco area because he's from Northern California, uh, or Sandy Koufax would have to play in New York because he was from Brooklyn, or, what, or whatever, uh, let me know. Send me a tweet, at GStatman, or uh, talk to us on the Facebook page. That's probably the, uh, uh, the more popular way as well. Go to Facebook.com slash SportsWithTheStatman to like us on Facebook and also kind of leave your comment as to which type of league you would like to see. And I'll see if I can make that happen and talk about it on our This Week in Sim Sports series, which we want to start uh, in July. Okay. Now, let's get moving for week 14. Actually, we're going to uh, first look back at uh, the month of June with our All-Statman team. And let's present those for you. Uh, first and foremost, let's take a look at the catcher position. And we have a local who has uh, the All-Statman honors, and that would be Gary Sanchez of the Yankees. He had the best week, uh, best month of any catcher. With 94 fantasy points, 15 ahead of second place Mike Zunino, who was extremely uh, a, a big surprise that he would be on this list. Sanchez, not as much of a surprise, obviously, a three oh seven batting average. He had an OPS of 1049, six fifty-nine slugging percentage, nine homers, 27 runs batted in, and 21 runs scored. The runs scored are the most among any uh, catcher. Home runs and RBIs led by Mike Zunino. Who hit 304 for the month? Here's a guy whose uh, career numbers are in the low 200s, and in fact, um, even with the month that he had, that brought his career batting average over the Mendoza line now to 201. He's batting 240 on the year, and 10 of his 11 home runs have come in the last month. 31 of his last uh, of his 35 RBIs have come in the uh, month of June as well. Uh, so he is. Uh, uh, bursting onto the scene now as a 26-year-old catcher. But Sanchez was the catcher of the month. His nine home runs give him 13 on the year because of an injury. Uh, he's batting two eighty four. and now you have 104 games of major league experience now for Sanchez, and he has 33 homers and 81 RBIs and only 386 at-bats, batting two ninety and an OPS, and this is for catcher, remember, of nine sixty six. Tremendous. All right, let's take a look at first base where it was hotly contested between Joey Votto and Cody Bellinger. Votto wins out 116 fantasy points, Bellinger with 113, but you'll hear from Bellinger a little later on. With Votto, 364 batting average, 452 on base, and a 707 slugging percentage. He had nine homers, 15 RBIs, 16 walks against only eight strikeouts for the whole month of June. Uh, home runs, most home runs by a first baseman. Cody Bellinger with 13. Ryan Healy, mainly a third baseman, but he qualifies at first, had 10 homers, as well as Justin Smoke, who's had an unbelievable comeback year. And Matt Adams, from the Cardinals to the Braves, and he has really, his career has suddenly taken off. 10 homers, 25 RBIs the month of June with a 314 batting average. But it belongs to Joey Votto. Uh, he was the best for the month of June. Runs scored. Edwin Ed had 24, that led first baseman Votto, tied for fifth with his 20 runs scored. Uh, second base, uh, the best second baseman in uh, in fantasy baseball, regular second baseman, I should say, is Daniel Murphy of the Washington Nationals. He batted 3.56 for the month of June, an on base of 405, a slugging of 606, so an OPS of 1011, five homers, 19 RBIs. He had nine doubles, 21 runs scored. He also uh, had a low amount of strikeouts, striking out eight times and 104 at-bats. In terms of runs scored for the month, that would be Jose Ramirez. He qualifies at second. He also qualifies at third, plays more at third, but he had more points than Murphy, believe it or not. Uh, you'll hear from Ramirez in a bit. Uh, but uh, he had 26 runs scored, Murphy second with 21. In terms of doubles, that also uh, among regular second baseman, Jose Uvej had Lowry at uh, 10, Ramirez had 13, by the way. What a what a month for him. And D. Gordon, 13 stolen bases, uh, also notable among second basemen. Uh, third baseman, uh, the aforementioned Jose Ramirez. So this is his month, 367 batting average, 405 on base, 661 slugging, five homers, 10 RBIs, four out of five in stolen bases, 13 doubles, 26 runs scored. He was 40 for 109. Uh, he uh, also uh, was among the most at bats he had uh, among the most at bats among uh third basemen uh, with his 109 so he was up a lot and he got on base a ton and uh and hit the ball uh, all around the ballpark so ramirez 12 points ahead of anthony rendon uh who uh came in second with 94 fantasy points most home runs among third baseman that would be ryan healy with his 10 rbis 27 for nolan arenado but strangely only three home runs for the entire month um but uh 26 for Healy, who finished second there. But uh, Ramirez, the top third baseman in fantasy baseball in the month of June. Shortstop, a player who's now injured and who's going to miss all of July, and that is Trey Turner of the Nationals. 298 average, 370 on base, and 404 slugging. What propelled him to the top of the list was 22 stolen bases and 26 attempts That uh, alone got him uh, – that's a plus 36 points when you look at stolen bases minus cost stealing. And um, that that made him – I mean, he would have been top five, but he wouldn't have led. It would have been Andrelton Simmons, who finished 19 points behind with 91 fantasy points. Uh, But Turner, two homers, two doubles, two triples, nine RBIs, and uh, 23 runs scored uh, for the month, which uh, is the most among shortstops, three ahead of Carlos Correa. Among outfielders, uh, we have four outfielders in in our – you only name the first three, so we have an honorable mention because there's a tie for third place. But he ends up being the best uh, that wasn't named earlier, so he is uh, a DH uh, on the list. But the top three outfielders, Aaron Judge, Cody Bellinger, and Andrew McCutcheon with George Springer as the honorable mention. Now, Aaron Judge, the best fantasy hitter, in June, 121 fantasy points, 324 average, 10 homers, 25 RBIs, uh, 30 runs scored. His on-base percentage was 481. He walked 30 times for the month. He did strike out 39 times. That's the one negative, but 30 walks. Uh, and a slugging percentage of 686. Among uh, power hitters, Cody Bellinger was second. At, or was first at 13 Uh, homers, George Springer, second at 11, uh, ahead of Aaron Judge's 10. Uh, 27 RBIs for Justin Upton and Cody Bellinger were the only ones who had more than Judge's 25. Uh, Runs scored, though, that 30 from Aaron Judge, five better than Charlie Blackman, so well ahead of anybody else. And in terms of uh, uh, doubles, uh, and stolen bases, let's give you the leaders there. Odubel Herrera with 13 doubles, that's the most among outfielders. And steals, that would be uh, Trey Turner, uh, but he, he's exclusively playing shortstop this year, even though uh, in some leagues he may qualify in the outfield because of last year. Cameron Maybin with 11 stolen bases. Where is Billy Hamilton? He's all the way down with five steals for the month of June. Uh, However, Cody Bellinger for the month, 286 average, 361 on base, 743 slugging. That's a 743 slugging percentage, an OPS of 11.04, the rookie. Uh, Judge is a rookie, too, and uh, his OPS was at 11.67. Uh, Bellinger, 13 homers, 27 RBIs. Andrew McCutcheon, a big comeback month for him, 411 batting average, 5.05 on base, 17 walks. Uh, as well as his uh, adding to his 411 batting average, an on-base of 505 and a slugging of 689. He had six homers, 23 RBIs, a great month for McCutcheon. And George Springer, our DH of the month, even though he's an outfielder, 111 fantasy points, tied with McCutcheon for third among outfielders. He had a 333 average, 412 on-base, 733 slugging, 11 homers, 21 RBIs, and add nine doubles to the list as well. So a, a solid uh, hitting group there in the month of June. Now let's take a look at the pitchers. Corey Kluber was the ace of the month, four and zero, a one two six ERA, a point six seven WHIP, sixty four strikeouts in forty three innings. All six of his starts were quality starts. Only walked seven, so his strikeout to walk ratio is about nine to one, a little over nine to one. And he only allowed twenty two hits in forty three innings. He had one hundred eighty nine points and our top starter, Clayton Kershaw at number two. He was five and zero, five quality starts, one not so quality, forty in the third innings. Uh, he allowed only 24 hits, 10 walks, 57 strikeouts. That's a high amount of walks for him. He had a bad start against the Mets. The start he still won. However, uh, Kershaw gave up, uh, uh, I believe, uh, four earned runs. 223 ERA for Kershaw, 0.84 whip. And that bad start against the Mets, six earned runs, I should say, four home runs, I believe, um, and in six and a third. So that is. Uh, uh, that was his month. He did have three walks against the Nationals in seven innings. That was the only time he had more than two walks in his start. Max Scherzer, speaking of Washington, our third starter at 147 fantasy points. He was 3-2. and two. You take those two losses and you make them wins, and that is a 16-point swing, and that puts him above Kershaw. But Scherzer didn't get the run support, a 0.99 ERA and a .55 whip, and he still lost two games in the month, Five five starts, all quality, 36 in the third innings, 51 strikeouts against only six walks. He only allowed 14 hits in 36 in the third innings. That's unbelievable. Jason Vargas, the name you don't expect on this list. Uh, he had 124 fantasy points, 6-0, and including a complete game, 1.9 ADRA, 1.10 WHIP. He has really turned his career all the way around. And for the year for Kansas City, 12-3 and three is Jason Vargas with a 2.22 ERA and 1.12 whip. When you look at what he did last year, he only pitched 12 innings. The year before that, only 43 innings. He's had 12 starts in two seasons before this year, and he's had 16 starts, and he's, and he's won 12 games. He had 12, he had 12 starts in the last two seasons combined. He has won 12 games, and we're not even at the All-Star break yet. Uh, he has had good seasons before, don't get me wrong, um, but his ERA has been under 4. Uh, a grand total of uh, three times in his career before this year um, as, as a qualifying pitcher. Uh, however, this year, he's a 2.22. So is he due for regression, or is, is this the new Jason Vargas? Uh, Chris Sale, number five starter, 120 fantasy points. He was 4-1, and uh, 2.78 ERA, .90 whip, a 9-to-1 strikeout-to-walk ratio, 45 strikeouts against five walks in 35 and two-thirds innings. Only had five starts, but they were all quality. So those are your top five starters, four aces who you expect to see in this list, and Jason Vargas, basically Kluber, Kershaw, Scherzer, Vargas, and Sale in that order. Top four closers: Kenley Jansen was peerless, uh, spotless, no earned runs, four hits allowed, one walk, and 18 strikeouts. He had 10 saves and 10 attempts, also added two wins and in 14 innings, 144 fantasy points. Corey Knebel, or Knebel, I should say, of Milwaukee. Had 10 saves and 11 opportunities, 1.23 ERA, 1.23 WHIP. He had 24 strikeouts in 14 and two-thirds innings. He did also have 10 walks. Uh, that's not good, but still a solid month for Corey Canable. Roberto Osuna uh, for Toronto, 109 fantasy points. He was the third-best closer, even though he missed a little bit of time uh, uh, this month. Eight out of eight in saves, a .79 ERA, .44 WHIP. Craig Kimbrell the fourth and final reliever on the All-Statman team. Eight saves and eight attempts, 154 ERA, .69 whip, and 19 strikeouts in 11 and two-thirds innings. That is a solid month for all four closers. So that is our All-Statman team for the month of June. Let's hop into our uh, weekly best. And among hitters, let's take a look at all hitters and see how they fared. Uh, George Springer was a top Fantasy hitter for week 13, at least uh, the last seven days, which is June 24th through the 30th. 4.55 average for him. He was 10 for 22. Three homers, six RBIs. Slugged an even 1,000 at three doubles as well. On base at 571 clip, he had 41 fantasy points. At number two, Michael Taylor of the Washington Nationals. The outfielder batted 440 for the week. Three homers, eight RBIs, two steals and three attempts, three doubles, eight runs scored. He was 11 for 25 and a slugging percentage of 920. He had 39 fantasy points. Elvis Andrews of the Texas Rangers batted 414 for the week. He also had three home runs and nine RBIs. Uh, he had uh, 39 points there. Trey Turner at number four with 38 points. He batted 478, 11 for 23, uh, with seven steals and eight attempts, including four in one game. And uh, Turner was hurt, hit by a pitch and broke his wrist, so he's out. Uh, should be back by the end of the, around the end of the month. And fifth and uh, last on our top five, Adam Duvall of the Cincinnati Reds, 391 average, three homers, nine RBIs, and slug 957. The top local. Was Aaron Judge of the Yankees with 33 fantasy points? He had two home runs, five RBIs for the past week, but that's not what catches your eye. What catches your eye is that he was on base at five, uh, his on base percentage was 559. He had 13 walks, he had 21 at bats, and 13 other plate appearances that were walks. Uh, That is uh, unbelievable. And right behind him was Curtis Granderson of the Mets in terms of uh, best fantasy hitter, one point behind Judge Granderson at 32 compared to Judge's 32. Three among pitchers, the weekly best. Uh, the best pitcher, Corey Kluber, sixty-nine fantasy points. Two quality starts, fifteen innings, one earned run, six hits, three walks, twenty-five strikeouts. He won one and had a no decision. He had sixty-nine fantasy points. At number two, Jacob Degrom at sixty-five points. Two wins uh, with uh, he went seven in one game, eight in the previous start. One-two-zero ERA, seven hits, two walks, nineteen strikeouts. He's at the top of his game as well. Tied with uh, Clayton Kershaw for second place. Kershaw actually did more in fewer innings. Didn't allow an earned run. He had 20 strikeouts in 13 innings, won both of his starts. So Kershaw really gets the second star to Grom, the third star. Uh, Scott Feldman and Sonny Gray round out the top five. All two-star pitchers, though. So the top one-star pitcher, Ubaldo Jimenez, 37 fantasy points for the Orioles. He won his start, eight innings, two hits, no runs, one walk, eight strikeouts. The top reliever, Jim Johnson of the Atlanta Braves, three saves and three attempts, three innings, three hits allowed, one walk, eight strikeouts, didn't allow an earned run. He had 37 fantasy points, two ahead of Craig Kimbrell of the Red Sox with 35. And the top local was Jacob DeGrom and his 65 fantasy points for the past week. Okay, let's move on to injuries. 24 minutes after the hour, uh, we're going to try and give you the uh, the top – Uh, players in terms of injuries and uh, then we'll give you some hot pickups the only catcher of note on the DL right now Francisco Cervelli staying on the DL with his concussion but taking batting practice he returned from a concussion only to go back and that is really a a tough spot uh, because then you you have to make sure you you um, hold him out uh, even longer to make sure that the symptoms don't return. Uh, first baseman, Chris Davis, still on the DL with an oblique injury. Should be back around the All-Star break, looking to uh, get back to baseball activities. Uh, but it's an oblique injury, and he's a power hitter. So they are uh, taking their time bringing him back to uh, to live action. But looking like around the All-Star break, potentially after the All-Star break. Freddie Freeman, wrist injury. Uh, he is uh, trying to come back before the All-Star break. Not sure if that will happen. Uh, he, is, he has not started his minor league rehab assignment, but he is looking to begin it shortly. Greg Bird, still on the DL with an ankle injury, but he was transferred to the 60-day DL. Uh, so they, um, uh, th- they actually um, were uh, putting him on the 60-day DL to free up a roster uh, space, space on the 40-man roster. Uh, Matt Holiday, on the DL with a viral infection, uh... So he, uh, he came down with it on Sunday, but he is going to, uh, uh, he did not go on the road trip with the Yankees to um, Chicago, and now they are in Houston for the weekend. Um, so he stayed back to see uh, what was going on, but he is on the DL. Adrian Gonzalez still on the DL with a back issue. Cody Ballinger playing first in his spot. Second baseman, Ben Zobrist, who also plays the outfield, wrist injury for him. Uh, second rehab start last night in A Tennessee with the Smokies. Uh, so he went two for three uh, and a walk at second base in his first game uh, on his rehab assignment. Brad Miller, groin injury, shut down, has not resumed baseball activities for the Tampa Bay Rays. Starlin Castro put on the DL by the Yankees' hamstring injury for him, uh, but looking to try and be back after the minimum 10-day return, which is, the week leading up to the All-Star break, which is the week from today would be when he's eligible to return. Devin Travis, knee injury, 60-day DL for him. He may be out for the rest of the year, unfortunate because he was starting to hit better. Howie Kendrick for the uh, Phillies on the DL with a hamstring injury uh, and uh, retroactive to June the 28th. Um, and Jan Hervis Solarte also playing third base for him, oblique injury, um, and uh, that Most likely, you know, uh, oblique injuries uh, tend to linger, so most likely we'll miss more than the 10 days. Uh, Usually that's a four- to six-week injury. And Neil Walker for the Mets taking batting practice, trying to come back from his hamstring injury, uh, looking to come back around the all-star break. Third baseman, at least third baseman we didn't mention earlier because of uh, qualification at other positions, Eduardo Nunez, hamstring injury for him. He is uh, about to start his rehab assignment, but they're not sure where or when. Shortstops. Uh, we talked about Trey Turner and his hit-by-pitch, looking to come back by the end of July. Uh, and also uh, Marcus Semien with his wrist injury looking like the All-Star break. Uh, it will be his return, hitting well over his first two rehab games. And, of course, with uh, Franklin Barreto being called up by Oakland, Marcus Semien would be a good trade target, but obviously not if he's not healthy. So they want to try and bring him back, see if they can uh, drum up some value for him before the trade deadline. Let's take a look at outfielders and give you a couple of guys who are out. Trey Turner, uh, qualifies in some leagues in the outfield. Um, but, uh, other, other players, Yasmani Tomas of Arizona, groin injury for him. Um, he may not return when he's eligible on the seventh. He may stay uh, until the all-star break or perhaps later. AJ Pollock trying to come back from his groin injury may return this weekend for Arizona as they are home against the Colorado Rockies. Uh, but, uh, he is he was supposed to play in Reno last night and be evaluated so he may return today or tomorrow. Jason Hayward hand injury for him batting practice took batting practice with the team in Chicago so trying to come back and that will uh, most likely uh, need a rehab assignment in order to do so. Kevin Kiermeyer for the Tampa Bay Rays a hip injury for him put on the 60-day DL. He has been out uh, for a while. Uh but uh, looking he will be eligible to come back August the 10th, Gerardo Parra, quad injury for uh, the Rockies, uh, still not close to a return, running at 75%, so not completely back. Uh, the the latest on uh, David Dahl, who has been out all season for the Rockies, speaking of the Rockies, Rockies with a rib injury, transferred to the 60-day and no timetable for his return. Uh, Jason Wirth, toe injury, he is stretching with the team, so not fully back. Carlos Gonzalez on the DL for the uh, Rockies, hitting in the batting cage, so uh, he was put on the DL on Monday and uh, retroactive to June 22nd. So he is eligible to come back, but uh, he has a shoulder injury. Um, he's eligible to come back, I should say, on July the 3rd, which would be Monday, so we'll see if uh, if he gets the, the call back. Aaron Hicks on the DL with an oblique, Dexter Fowler with a heel injury for the Cardinals, and uh, that is the latest among the outfielders. Uh, before we get to our pitching injuries, we still have hot pickups, and, of course, our pitching and hitting notes for Week 14. You'll want to catch the entire podcast available on iTunes and Stitcher. And, of course, we link to our audio on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash sportswiththestatman. And also you can get there from going to Twitter at gstatman. We also link to the audio there. But the only place to listen live is on our Blog Talk Radio page, and you can also go there for the latest episodes. Go to blogtalkradio.com slash the-statman, that's T-H-E-statman. The website is statmansportsonline.com. Now that we're into July, as I mentioned, we're going to try and start this week in sim sports, and we're also going to uh, try and pick up our fantasy primers on the, uh, on the website. So you want to check out sports, uh, statmansportsonline.com. That is statmansportsonline.com. Looking at injuries for pitchers, and there is a ton of them. But let's give you the most recent. Chase Anderson for Milwaukee put on the DL with an oblique injury and put on today, and he will likely miss more than a month after leaving his start against Cincinnati. You know, for the year, his ERA is at 2.89. He's at 6-2. and two. That's his record. So he is having his best season. His only full year with an ERA under 4, a uh, whip of 1.11. He's 29 years old, but he is on the shelf and will miss – the month of July um, also Matt Shoemaker forearm injury for him he is uh, he, they push back his bullpen that is not a good sign he's been out since uh, his last start was June the 14th he did not pitch well against the Yankees Four and runs in three innings uh, they're they're questioning a potential return before the all-star break it may or may not happen hamstring injury for C.C. Sabathia threw a bullpen on the side or throwing a bullpen on the side today if that goes well he may come back next week having a, a good bounce-back year at 7-2 and two with a 3.46 earned run average. Danny Duffy looking to start Tuesday, and that, uh, that start would be against Felix Hernandez, who's also been injured and had a tough year. Uh, but Danny Duffy uh, has been out since May the 28th. He missed the entire month of June. Charlie Morton, flat injury for him, making one more rehab start before potentially coming back to the Astros. Uh, he is also having a good season before he was sidelined. DL for Aaron Sanchez, no discomfort after his first rehab start, so that is good as, uh, as he was uh, uh, pitching a rehab start. Should be back, may be back for that weekend series against the Astros before the All-Star break. wei In Chen for the, for the uh, Marlins, an elbow injury, no timetable for his return. Zach Wheeler looking to come back off the DL today from a biceps injury. He missed one start on his uh, uh, on his DL stint. His last two starts have been terrible: fifteen earned runs in three and two thirds innings against the Cubs at home and the Dodgers on the road. He will pitch today against Jeremy Hellickson of the Phillies, a four ten start. Be careful. You know, it's good that he has a good start. It's good that he he will start before you have to make your lineup decisions for next week. Uh, he will only start once next week, if that. So. Uh, you want to see what he does in this start before you uh, throw him in your lineup. Um, Tyler Skaggs, with his oblique injury, cleared to resume throwing. That is a, a good sign. He has been out since April 28th. He's missed two months with his oblique injury. And as I just mentioned, and usually that's a four- to six-week injury. It's taken him over eight weeks just to resume throwing. Uh, Robert Selman, DL for him, hamstring. That was because he uh, um, uh, he, he uh, it, it was uh, running the bases. That was the issue for uh, Gesellman, but he has not pitched well anyway to be fantasy relevant at this point. Shasi Wakuma, shoulder injury. Tyler Anderson for Colorado, a knee injury for him. He will undergo knee surgery. He'll be out until August. Brandon Finnegan, his shoulder injury. They put him on the DL again after coming back one start in, uh, in St. Louis. He lasted three innings, gave up three earned runs, and now strained a muscle in his shoulder. And... Um, uh, that that may spell doom for him for most of the rest of the season. Um, it's been a tough year for uh, for Brandon Finnegan. Uh, also, um, let's uh, let's give you Colin McHugh as he is looking to come back. He only pitched one inning in a rehab start. He was trying to uh, uh, to ramp up to come back. 42 pitches and got out in the second inning, um, and he did not pitch well. It was ineffectiveness. It wasn't injury. Uh, that's why McHugh was was uh, relieved in, in his double-A start. Brandon McCarthy, a knee injury for him, uh, put on the DL, and um, he uh, he lasted three innings, gave up four runs to Colorado. He is eligible to come back on July the 7th. Um, we we talked about Julio Arias out for the year with a shoulder injury. He needed surgery. Danny Salazar, rehab start set for today. If all goes well, he may come back. Uh, to make his next start at the major league level. Uh, Nate Carnes, forearm injury for him, moving to the 60-day DL, uh, eligible to come back, though, on July the 20th. Trevor Cahill uh, for the Padres, AAA second rehab start for him, so he should be coming back shortly. And Madison Bumgarner, AAA so he is uh, p- perhaps one or two rehab starts away. They said the All-Star break. It is definitely tracking to that, but knowing, knowing Bumgarner uh, is probably trying to outdo that and come back maybe a start before the All-Star break, but he is uh, shortly coming back. I don't I, – I wouldn't personally, and I have Bumgarner on my fantasy team, I would not activate him for next week. I would wait until after the All-Star break. Jared Eickhoff, back injury for him. He's still on the DL. Uh, but he will throw a bullpen, or he threw a bullpen on Wednesday, and then they'll determine it. Uh, Still no no, uh, determination if he will uh, join the Phillies next week. And uh, Dallas Keuchel, finally, neck injury, looking to throw this weekend, looking to come back around the All-Star break. So that uh, is a full list of uh, injuries for starters. And relievers, Bud Norris for the Angels, knee injury. Uh, He is looking to be activated today. Not sure if he will uh, uh, get his closer's job back from Cam Bedrosian, who has been a little shaky since coming back. Houston Street's also back. So now the Angels, who have uh, managed to kind of weather the storm with that bullpen, they're weathering the storm without Mike Trout, too. They're doing okay. They're playing 500 ball. Uh, Mark Melanson put on the DL by the Giants. Elbow issue for him. He gets a platelet-rich plasma injection this past week. No structural damage on the MRI, so that's a good sign, but he has had a tough first year uh, with the Giants and their their bad bullpen. And finally, Cody Glover. Back injury for him. Um, Rotator cuff as well. So two issues. Inflammation on the rotator cuff and stiffness in the lower back. Uh, so uh, that is not good, and he's only 24, banged up quite a bit. Uh, so that is uh, that is where we stand. One, one more? Let's give you one more. Zach Britton getting very close to coming back, which for Brad Brock owners uh, take notice because Britton will get the spot, will get the um, uh, closer's job back as soon as he comes back. Uh, but he uh, had his second rehab outing and threw very well, so he is close to coming back for the Baltimore Orioles, the left-handed closer. For the uh, for Baltimore, okay. Hot pickups. Let's talk about it. Um, among infielders, Scooter Jeanette in medium-sized leagues still out there in more than half of the leagues. Two ninety-nine average, um, and looking like he will probably play all around. Maybe second, maybe third, maybe a bit in the outfield. Um, they're they're calling it a potential super sub role, according to Brian Price, the manager for the Reds. You have Jose Peraza, who they uh, they want him to play every day and figure it out at the major league level. Zach Cozart, who's hurt but coming back, he's had an all-star level first half. And Eugenio Suarez is the third baseman. So Jeanette might, might you know, rest one of those guys, but he may also play the outfield too. Uh, so uh, worth worth your time and available in medium-sized leagues. Michael Taylor in medium-sized leagues too. Definitely um, his batting average has moved up to 280 and uh, playing center field on an everyday basis. Also, Franklin Barreto in keeper leagues, a medium league option. Shallow leagues, Trey Mancini, um, Keon Broxton, and uh, let's give you another hitter. How about, um, how about Brandon Phillips, second baseman? Uh, he has uh, had a very solid season for Atlanta, 294 average, average dipping just a bit as it was above 300 this time last week. Now it's down to 294. Uh, in deeper leagues, how about um, uh, Randall Grichuk, who was sent down to the minors? Now he's back up, and he can hit some tape measure shots. Let me tell you, but he's streaky. The good thing about streaky players in fantasy baseball is, when he's on a good streak, if you know he's on a good streak, you can ride the wave. Just to, as, as you know, just make sure that you can stash him away, and you have other players who can take uh, take those positions. Uh, other uh, deep league options would be, um, let's see, how about among hitters, uh, just among hitters, Miguel Andujar of the Yankees, who uh, uh, is looking to take some DH time uh, now that Matt Holiday is on the DL for just a bit. Uh, let's take a look at uh, uh, another, uh, another deep league option. Let's see, how about, um, well, Lonnie Chisholm is a medium league option, I would say, but he's right around there. Um, Paul Dijon for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, he, uh, we, we may have talked about him in the past, but six home runs and 101 at-bats. Um, when he does play, he gets in there and he hits, and he's uh, actually on a, on a bit of a hitting streak right now. Um, and his, his batting average has raised up from the 260s last week to the high 270s now. Uh, let's talk about pitchers. Jose Arena in medium-sized leagues, as he's pitched well for the uh, Marlins. Shun Jin Ryu, also in, mid, uh, in in medium-sized leagues. Blake Snell getting the call-up for the Rays after uh, p- pitching well in AAA. And then he gets torched in his first start. Six earned runs against Pittsburgh the other night. Uh, he's 0-5 now in the year. Uh, but he did well in A Durham. And he's probably going to figure it out at the major league level. So, um, might be an interesting option, but available in deeper leagues. Also, Luis Castillo, Cincinnati, uh, in deep leagues, he is available. 338 ERA and two starts, a very small sample size. Uh, Luis Perdomo for the Padres, uh, he's available. Uh, high ERA, but he has pitched better uh, recently. Uh, he had uh, three straight uh, quality starts. It was broken against Atlanta the other night. Um, where he gave up four earned runs in five and a third innings, but Perdomo uh, might give you a few innings as a deep league option. Um, minimum, or I'm sorry, uh, shallow league options. Let's, let's give you a couple of those. Kenta uh, Sean Newcomb, Carlos Rodon, now that he's back at the major league level, and uh, Mike Fiers. Those are, those are some uh, interesting options if they're available. They're not available in many leagues, so you may want to snatch them up. Uh, Mike Clevenger in medium-sized leagues, I didn't mention that. And a couple of deep-league options. How about about, uh, Adalberto Mejia of the Twins and uh, also Austin biebens Dirks of the Rangers. Yankee fans know him well because he beat them the other night, um, or last week, one earned run and five hits in seven innings. Uh, For the year, five starts, 3-0 record, 4.04 ERA, but a 1.06 whip, he doesn't walk anybody. So, um, that could be an interesting deep league option for you. Uh, all right, two-star pitchers. Let's, uh, let's give it to you quickly here. As um, uh, I'm going to give you a couple of guys who are starting in over 50% of CBSSports.com leagues, who I think you should uh, sit or at least consider sitting. How about Rick Porcello of the Red Sox? He's going up against Hugh Darvish in Texas on Monday and then Alex Cobb in Tampa on Saturday. But Porcello, even though he struck out 17 in his last 18 in the third innings, he's lost two of those three starts and he has an ERA of 6.87 in that time, so he has not pitched well. And Lance Lynn of the Cardinals going up against uh, the aforementioned Jose Arena in Miami on July 4th, and then against Stephen Matz on Sunday. Both of those games will be at home, so Lynn will have the home crowd in his corner, but he has struggled, 9.37 ERA in his last three starts. Porcello starting at 63% of CBSSports.com leagues, uh, Lance Lynn 58%. Now a couple of guys starting at under 50%. I think you should uh, start One is Joe Ross of the, uh, uh, of the Nationals He goes up against Seth Lugo on Tuesday That's an 11.05 a.m. start Mark that on your calendar And Sean Newcomb on the second start on Sunday Joe Ross, 2.29 ERA in his last three 16 strikeouts in 19 and two-thirds innings And Hyun Jin Ryu is finding his groove 3.45 ERA, 18 strikeouts in his last 15 and two-thirds innings He will go up against Zach Godley on Tuesday And Ian Kennedy of the Royals on Sunday Let's talk hitting schedules very quickly. And the four best that I could find, uh, you're looking at the uh, Baltimore Orioles. They go to Milwaukee for three and Minnesota for four on a weekend series. Uh, You also have the White Sox in Oakland for three, and they have trouble pitching. And then they go to Coors after an off day for a three-game set. Uh, also, the Cincinnati Reds have a great week, four in Colorado, three in Arizona. And Arizona's playing well, and they have better pitching, but still rarefied air in both spots. And uh, finally, Colorado, speaking of which, uh, they are home to Cincinnati for four and three to the White Sox. So those are some, uh, some good options. Tough hitting options, the, the Rays are in Wrigley for two, and then they're home against the Red Sox for four games that is, not going to be, uh, that is not going to be easy for them. The Braves, two against the Astros at home, and then four in Washington. That's a tough one. The Mets go to Washington for three, and after a day off, they go to St. Louis for four. And they will face uh, Carlos Martinez, I believe, on Friday. So those are the tough schedules uh, at this point. So that is going to do it here from northern New Jersey. I'm George Zetopoulos. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be on next Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time. We'll take you from week 14 to week 15 in fantasy baseball, and uh, we'll have something in fantasy focus as well as we uh, gear up towards the All-Star Game. We hope you enjoy your July 1st in Canada Day up north and July 4th in the U. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and community safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.